everyone, and welcome back to Practically Zero Waste, a podcast for making zero waste living as practical as possible. This week's episode was supposed to be a super short little chit chat with my husband Will to update everybody about some ideas that we had for a couple activities that were not screen time related necessarily. But then that turned into a big hour long conversation that covers every topic imaginable from the books that we're reading, the shows that we're watching, the Dungeons and Dragons that we're playing, and also lots and lots of creative interests that we both have that are going to help us stay motivated in the coming probable lockdown that's coming back to Ontario, as well as just winter in general, having all of the cold weather and evenings are so dark now, so early. It's going to be a hard thing to have the combination of winter and COVID at the same time, and this is something that we haven't experienced yet in Canada. Just preparing ourselves for that, Will and I ended up chatting quite a bit about some couple activities for when you're stuck in lockdown together and you're looking for something other than just watching TV all the time. We recommend quite a few things there and we also recommend lots of creative pursuits and just trying something new even though lockdown for a lot of people I know means that you do not have any more free time than you used to have. In fact you probably have less because your kids aren't necessarily in school or there's crazy things happening like that. So don't feel like you have to try something new or learn a new skill or learn how to bake sourdough bread. You don't have to do that but what you do need to have is some sort of creative outlet that is not going on your phone and mindlessly scrolling or watching just you know one more episode just one more episode um, trying to really encourage everybody to get outside <laughs> we talk about lots and lots of nerdy fantasy things uh, that we are both really interested in and uh, it's been a hard time being in all of this COVID stuff uh, but I know that with these creative pursuits and with the things that we kind of recommend this is just how we have got through the first wave and I really wanted to share those results and also uh, those practices with all of you guys so I hope you enjoy and let's get right to it coming soon to a <laughs> podcast near you <laughs> it's me <laughs> that's gonna be the intro to this episode <laughs> I feel like the mic's recording already it is you're using your radio voice <laughs> I do have a radio voice it's hard not to. I feel like you also have a radio <laughs> voice. That's where you start making all your like, I'm the Indiana Jones of zero waste or something. <laughs> I've got my plastic free hat and my <laughs> everything else. <laughs> so I think that I wanted to, between here and the living room as I was walking here to uh, decide what mm -hmm. we should talk about tonight. <laughs> I was thinking about like talking about quality time and how it doesn't have to be like non-TV time, but just kind of like quality time as a couple, especially for those who are now in a second lockdown. <laughs> I thought maybe it'd be nice to have some recommendations for things that we like to get up to. Mm, um, zero waste. Don't waste your time together. Have good quality time together. <laughs> That's what I meant by don't waste your time together. <laughs> Why hang out with each other when you can be <laughs> spending time alone? <laughs> well, also I'm back. This is another episode that's going to get a million views and not a penny less. <laughs> we don't watch podcasts, <laughs> and it's free. <laughs> oh darn it! Well, you could try saying it again. This podcast is edited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I spoke correctly the first time. Yeah, I probably won't cut that out. Never anyway. apologize. <laughs> Uh, so ideas for quality time. <laughs> what do we like to do together? What do we like to do together? I feel like we're a pretty good couple, so. Well. No response. <laughs> <laughs> we play Dungeons and Dragons. We do. That's mm -hmm. true. Yeah, so you got into D&D right before we got married, mm -hmm. and that has been such a great. So much fun. Such a creative thing. And actually, we've been wanting to do an episode about how D&D is a zero waste <laughs> game because it doesn't require anything but your imagination. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you can even get metal dice so that they can be Plastic fully free. recycled at some point. It's true. Yeah, they'll mark up your furniture that you roll them on, but... <laughs> <laughs> They're a little aggressive and pointy, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. don't, don't let your kid play with them and leave them on the floor and you'd step on them in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. We don't have those. We have plastic dice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's great. You can just buy the books or you can buy digital versions online. Mm -hmm. 
and then you can just write your own stories and play them. Now you need at least two people to play. Um, so that's why it's great for spending quality time together, though it is kind of awkward to play with just two people we found. <laughs> we, we tried maybe twice and it's been yeah. real weird. <laughs> but you've played a different game that is very close to D&D, but doesn't require a dungeon master to kind of guide the story. It's called... Gloomhaven. Oh, Gloomhaven, right. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a an entry-level price point, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, but it's still, uh, like if you're genuinely stuck in lockdown mm-hmm. uh, and it's just the two of you this is a pretty cool looking game mm-hmm. uh, yeah and board games are, are good especially if you can find co-op games if there's only two of you as we've also found <laughs> we've also found that that's been kind of challenging uh i i don't know how to win gracefully or lose gracefully uh so i do neither of them well um <laughs> i don't know what you do i don't i guess i just don't pay attention to what you're doing <laughs> Another tip for yeah, another <laughs> tip for couples time. <laughs> don't pay attention to your partner. I don't have a sense of how you win or lose, mm. um, but I know that when I'm losing, the trash talk increases <laughs> um, and the bitterness increases. Mm. And when I win, I get all weird inside too because I don't know mm. how to like politely kick your butt at something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so co-op games are good. Um, Gloomhaven, I have a, there's like a starter pack sort of thing that they just released earlier this year, I think. That's a small version of the main game. The main game's a 21-pound box or something, so the, and, yeah. and it's quite expensive. And there, there's tons of components, and it takes a long time to set up, and so you want to play for a while. But there's lots of two-player games. Pandemic well, is one yeah. that we haven't, we haven't played, but that's kind of, anytime people talk about two-player games, Pandemic is the one, and that's about stopping a pandemic, so... <laughs> We might as well. Global virus. Yeah. If enough people buy that game, maybe we can figure out how to beat this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This list of co-op games is pretty short. Um, where, But like the point of them is that you're working together on a team and are uh, fighting the big bad together as opposed to like pretty much every other game where uh, like we played dominoes the other night and uh, yeah, you're like out to get each other <laughs> as with all games basically we play a lot of board games like or we did when we had... <laughs> in the world before sam we used to play games when we had time yeah yeah oh like my five minutes between him going to bed and us falling asleep oh yeah uh or podcasting now that mm-hmm. i've dragged you out for this mm-hmm. um but the oh my goodness she's having quality time with me <laughs> <laughs> i was reading on the couch <laughs> Uh, we played Carcassonne a lot. That's a fun game that, again, it's hard when there's just two people because if you're going to, like, attack someone in the game, then there's only the other person to <laughs> attack and you feel a little targeted after a while. But uh, Carcassonne, Catan, what are some other games? Dominoes, Dutch Blitz. But d and is our main one, and that's one we can also play, not necessarily just the two of us, but we play with some friends from where we used to live and we just play it online, mm-hmm. which is super fun we were actually playing more now than we were before covid because we couldn't drive the two hours to meet them very often especially with a kid but now we can just once a week pretty much we play mm-hmm. online and it's super fun and you can just yeah, write your own stories and then it's co-op for everybody so nobody's beating up the other person we're all just yeah trying to create a fun adventure which is great yeah and we're just like working our way through will's story that he's prepared for us and it's got so many ways to kind of get involved and you feel emotionally tied to this story and it's just like reading like a really awesome book but you get to help make uh choices for how the direction of the story goes so anyway D, lots of people are kind of thinking that that it's all about miniatures and and lots of things that seem really complicated mm-hmm. but honestly once you have somebody uh that you know who's willing to lead the story then yeah, it can be a group of however many friends you want and you can play online there's lots of what are the platforms that we use for playing it online so mainly we use roll 20 which is great because it's got like a, a virtual tabletop essentially and so you can put up maps and have little tokens for the different characters and enemies and then everybody can see it so when you move your little character across the screen it updates and everybody's page so that everybody can see it and then you've got like little chat windows and stuff so you can see each other and hear each other which Mm -hmm. is really fun and maps do help and miniatures are a lot of fun but you can also make a lot of that stuff yourself for when in the after times that are coming when you can actually play with people in real life Mm -hmm. you can do that but 
like a lot of the maps and stuff that I make, I just use old cereal boxes because I, I do enjoy cereal. So I just That's use true. the cardboard from that. That's <laughs> okay. Is, Zero waste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is great. And, I, and it's fun to do that too. Like pretty much every element of D&D I find a lot of fun. Yeah. So I, I don't spend as much time prepping as I used to because I, I yeah. have no time. <laughs> yeah. We're working full time and it, we have a kid that, oh my gosh, he's just so busy. Other things that we like to do as a couple for quality time. Reading books. We do read books. So we are up to, what have we read? How many books have we read since getting married? 35? Yeah, we're in the 30s of like reading a book out loud to each other. So we started with The Hobbit. That was mm-hmm. our, our very first book. Let's then we read starting. The Princess that was, Bride after yeah, that. I was yeah. saying like The Hobbit, we'd read parts of it together, but we were also living in different cities at the time. So I would record my intro podcast, which was <laughs> recording myself reading The Hobbit, and then I would send you those files. Yeah. Oh, man. That was like you were you were into recording your own voice talking alone in a room before I was. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Even that's when I didn't have a book, I just yeah. <laughs> talked to myself. <laughs> just yell into a <laughs> yell into the room. void. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the book list that we've been reading, though, a lot of the ones that we both like, thankfully, we have similar taste in books, are a lot of the classics. So we've been reading Peter Pan and... Pride and Prejudice and The Count of Monte Cristo and Lord of the Rings and... Tarzan. Tarzan, yeah. Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell was a great one. That's a big one. And yeah, The Princess Bride, which was terrific and hilarious. And so fun because the person who wrote The Princess Bride, the book, also then went on to write the screenplay for the movie, The Princess Mm -hmm. Bride, because you can read it in all of the voices from the movie and it's so fun. So what's the best thing about reading things aloud together as as a common activity? It's a good screen-free activity, and it's it's similar to watching a movie or a TV show in that you have, like, you can talk about the story and what's happening, but it's slower and, again, no screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great. Like, yeah, we've been able to share so many books that we read as kids uh, that the other person hadn't read, but that we loved, and then we get to read that for the other person and get their reaction. Uh, and then we found a bunch of new books that neither of us had read before that have also been very fun for the most part we've read a few books that oh total we won't duds. be reading again <laughs> oh yeah gosh we should we should recommend ones ones to not read but the one that we just finished uh before our current book was called dragon's bane by barbara hambly and it was so good mm-hmm. if you're looking for a fantasy uh novel that is um from the 70s 80s yeah um, i think the 80s it's just a great read and it's really hard to find nice fantasy novels that have that kind of older voice to them um that i don't know just aren't like ah no there's just that certain modern voice that i just don't like mm-hmm. i just like the the voice of the classics um tolkien style writing like there's not enough of that and mm-hmm. uh yeah so anyway the the book that we just finished was really great uh recommend that one mm-hmm. yeah lots of any novels or fiction in general. I don't think mm-hmm. we've read any. Oh, we read we read but... As You Wish, which was mm, um, yeah. Carrie Ells' <laughs> um, uh, reflection on his time on the set of Princess Bride. So yeah, uh, that was fun. And that was I, a lot of fun. My my mom has written two books from getting audio recordings of my both my grandmas. Mm-hmm. And so she put those into books, and we read those, which was little biography also stories. Fun and hard to read. <laughs> <laughs> Because I miss them. <laughs> Aw. Aw. That's nice. That was, it was fun to read. And... Yeah. And again, it's that sharing aspect too. So it's not just like, and you can do this with TV shows or, or movies, but like the, the act of enjoying something together and then being able to talk about it and, and reflect on it or. And play with your expectations. My favorite thing. Ellsworth has the most uncanny ability <laughs> on the planet of being able to guess <laughs> what's going to happen right before it. Or not even always guess, but wonder why there hasn't been an explanation of something literally the sentence before it explains that thing and so i get to also use that against her sometimes by pretending the book says what she's just guessed even when that's oh, not what happens and it's so funny there was a part in the book yesterday or something where i said oh i wonder if the ranger is going to be this like little kid's father that he's missing and he doesn't know where his father is so then they tell the story of like this character picks up the piece of paper from the ranger and it says the ranger is your father or something like just 
And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? I was right. That's disappointing. Like that's... But she was not right. No, it was like three <laughs> chapters into the book. They're not going to reveal that yet. Even if it is true, which it could mm, still, be true. still be true. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So reading stories together um, has been wonderful. And... Did you get to mock the bad ones? We got oh, to yeah. read <laughs> the Maze Runner, which we did not terribly enjoy. No. But it was so much fun to so make fun of all the bad similes. <laughs> yeah, we really like fantasy. So I was like, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. We read it out loud together. And what the heck is going on <laughs> with that book? It was just so hard to get past the similes that were just so irrelevant like they would not and now here's me having a hard time coming up with a good simile like those similes were as bad as yeah yeah. we had such a fun time (laughs) powering through it even though we didn't like the writing but just laughing at how much we didn't like the writing Mm. um saying oh here he goes again (laughs) (laughs) but the act of reading together you can talk about it um and it's a nice kind of slow content, slow form of content. Um, and what I like to do while you read aloud to me, <laughs> I don't, I find that I don't read the books aloud as often. Off the start, you read most of them aloud, I'd say. And then right. there's a switch, which I'm fine with. I like reading. Yeah. Them. And I, I find it very hard not to fall asleep if somebody's reading. <laughs> I think that's why we switched. I was right. like, well, you have to read it because otherwise you'll fall asleep. <laughs> It'd be like, all of a sudden you'd be napping and like twitch suddenly (laughs) or like jump suddenly as you're i also don't have you have knitting or sewing or something that you do yeah that's that's what i was gonna say not like something that requires a ton of thought whereas like the stuff that i would do in my free time would be like writing D &D stuff yeah which takes all my concentration to come up with stuff so So if i'm like reading in the background it wouldn't be any good so i um like you said i like to have some sort of activity so like that's why reading aloud is extra nice for me so that it feels like we're visiting uh versus like if you were just to read your book to yourself quietly in your head (laughs) (laughs) and i am working away on like a sewing project or something uh i'm just gonna keep talking to you and you're like (laughs) trying to read your book so i'm like what do you think about this thing that this person said to me today or whatever? <laughs> or like, does this color go with this one? And and you're just trying to read. So this way, I don't interrupt as much because you're talking to me <laughs> with the story. And it's funny because when we read uh, The Count of Monte Cristo, uh, every time we talk about that book, I picture the, <laughs> the rug I was weaving at the time. <laughs> yes, I wrote, I wove a rug. Um, I was inspired by Lang Pioneer Village. Um, <laughs> and then anytime we talk about the Lord of the Rings, when we read the trilogy out loud, you read that out to me. I was knitting a sweater at that time. <laughs> and then, uh, what was it? Even we were reading the first few chapters of Black Beauty before deciding that we decided it was just not going to be the book for us. We didn't want to read it. Um, I was working on another project for a friend. And uh, every time I pick up that project since, I still think about Black Beauty and the horse got shot <laughs> uh, so yeah so what have you been your favoritest books if you were to recommend some books to read that to some some podcast buddies okay uh so i was pleasantly surprised with tarzan because when you read tarzan the first time by yourself you were telling me a lot about how like a more brutal book than i was thinking but then we read it and the the brutal scenes weren't actually brutal and then also the character of tarzan like the the moral character is so impressive and great like you have something that you like to say about tarzan something about how is like he's just upstanding and excellent (laughs) or something Um, or like the epitome of like manliness or something yeah sort of like him and the count from the count of money crystal like i find a good pairing tarzan's like all the the strength but still nobility and then the kind of money crystal's sort of the nobility and all the intelligence as well like, mm-hmm. and, and cunning um yeah so uh tarzan totally recommend if you're going to read that you should and read it's short it's like oh 200 yeah pages <laughs> oh yeah super small. so read the first and then the return of tarzan right after that as mm-hmm. like one complete book because that completes the love story if you're wondering <laughs> why it's a cliffhanger it's because they were written as like serial installments for magazines or something mm-hmm. um originally and so yes uh short little stories but super super good so tarzan and the return of tarzan 
Um, and then another book that is one of my favorites that we've read together is The Count of Monte Cristo, which is, what, your top book or something? Like it's Yeah, in my top three, I would say, yeah. It's super, yeah, it's super really, good. It's big. It's, you know, over a thousand pages or something like that. So it, mm-hmm. it's your entry-level book. If you're <laughs> new to reading out loud, it might not be the one. And it <laughs> uses lots of old language because it's old. a couple hundred years old, I think. <laughs> but it's so good. <laughs> it's it, so good. And... Yeah, I recommend having someone read it aloud to you Uh, (laughs) because if I had been trying to read that myself, I probably would have struggled through some of the slower spots. Like it is a massive book and that's because it has some spots that kind of feel like they're dragging just a little bit. But it's an amazing character. The The Count himself is such an amazing character. Like he's just always one step ahead of everyone. And it's just, it's so weird to see someone just so put together. I mean, it's just not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell pretty much everybody about this book that the Count's like the perfect villain, but luckily he's mostly on the side of good. Yeah. And that he, he just has everything so planned out. And you're sort of seeing the Count through other characters' eyes for most of the book. And so you're just trying to figure out, like, he's trying to get revenge. And like, and, and why is he doing these steps? And then it all comes together and it's great. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, and, and so I'll also give a kind of compa- size comparison. People have probably seen the kind of Monte Cristo movie, which is really well done. But the kind of Monte Cristo book is bigger than Lord of the Rings. And they made one two-hour movie out of it instead of Lord of the Rings, which they made three three-hour movies out of it. So there's just so much that got cut and it's pretty excellent. Yeah. So when you say bigger than Lord of the Rings, you mean the full trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some people might think you mean just one book. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I only have one book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your copy of Lord of the Rings is three books smooshed together, mm-hmm. and it's epic. It's great. Yeah. Hurts my wrist to hold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Two Little Savages. Yeah. Two another... Little Savages, if that's one that you can find. It's it's kind of hard. I think it was the guy lived in, I think he was British originally. Lived in Canada for a while, actually, on the property that my aunt and uncle own now. Yeah. And then moved to the States and founded the Boy Scouts. So he just, like, really loves nature, and you can tell in the books. And that's kind of a, a theme in, like, in Tolkien and Tarzan. Tarzan. And, like, in yeah. this book that people who really love nature and can write. Even really... Heidi. Heidi was yeah. another really <laughs> yeah, awesome book great. that we read together. And, yeah, just this full-on appreciation of nature. That's a that's a great theme that I I don't know that I've noticed, um, but it's absolutely there. Um, and two little savages, not necessarily politically correct title. <laughs> don't let that turn you off. It's just these kids that live in the woods um, for a summer and have like such a deep connection with nature, and I'm sure that like carries on through their entire <laughs> fictional adult life yeah. Um, because. Yeah, you can't have a summer living outside, hunting for your own food, um, just living off the land completely without having that change you. Like, mm-hmm. it's just such an amazing experience and beautifully written. Like, mm-hmm. so amazing. Yeah, it's so good. There's so many scenes. Like, pretty much every chapter, there'd be a, a paragraph that we just reread because it was mm-hmm. so nice. Mm-hmm. So definitely worth trying to find. It's by uh, Ernest Thompson Seton, I think is the guy's name. Yeah, and then Heidi. Heidi was mm-hmm. such a good, uh, again, reflection on nature and just the health benefits, like going <laughs> to the mountains for this little girl that was sick in the city uh, and how Heidi herself grew up on the mountains in Switzerland and uh, like went to the city to be a companion for this sick girl and ended up just being so down and depressed and not saying that like if you live in the city or you live in the country you'll have different like health benefits but like just that that connection with nature and the fresh air that she was getting and the exercise that she was getting and the good food so it was just like a just a very wholesome story Mm -hmm. um so yeah we've got we've got a long list maybe Mm -hmm. in the show notes i'll include our list of all the all the best books that we've read Mm -hmm. um we won't include all the duds (laughs) Mm -hmm. do we have other quality time Mm. recommendations well we do watch some tv for sure so we don't have netflix but we watch something called would i lie to you Mm -hmm. on youtube that all the episodes have been put up there it's just a british panel show comedy panel show and it's just really funny and yeah the episodes are really short um like 25 minutes or something Mm. like that one rule that we like try to stick to, I mean, sometimes when you're in lockdown, there is no such thing as the weekend, so <laughs> nothing really matters anymore. <laughs> but uh, 
we try to stick to not watching TV during the week. Uh, so Friday through Sunday, we watch all the TV we can cram in. <laughs> not really, but that was in order to make sure that we were able to have um, meaningful quality time together during the week and also like make sure that I packed my lunch the night before, make sure that we did laundry or did the dishes or whatever, just like sat and caught up after supper about our day. Like we started this way before we had um, a kid. Uh, and so that has been something that I totally recommend for people that even if you are going to um, watch a show together or watch a movie or whatever you're going to do, try to save that stuff for whatever your weekend uh, time is uh, because it, it makes such a difference in your evening to not just be like okay let's sit down after supper and watch um, one episode that turns into three episodes or a full two-hour movie that you get up off the couch at ten thirty and you're like I haven't done anything that I meant to do this evening and now I'm stressed and frustrated going mm -hmm. to bed late yeah that's what we found pretty early when we got married was just yeah we were watching stuff and then it's like oh we have no time together because <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah time goes pretty quickly in the evenings so saving that stuff for the weekend is pretty good mm -hmm. and yeah. then it feels special it's like mm -hmm. a treat it's like ooh, what do you want to watch the mandalorian's <laughs> out let's watch that yeah actually um as far as other things that we are recommending to read watch and listen to the uh the mandalorian is a great um spinoff of the star wars universe mm -hmm. and uh it's been like a nice space cowboy romp. Yeah, it's so. a, it feels like a nearly plotless show in that very little <laughs> happens in each episode. But it's so cool. Yeah, like if you're if you're into the Star Wars universe, like it's kind of like a fun slice of life, but as a bounty hunter. Yeah. <laughs> but just like all the sets and stuff. And I know they use a lot of virtual sets, but everything's just looks so grimy and old and used. The, the character is fun too. He's not a character which i think a lot of movies especially that Cowboys. continue on these oh, yeah. old properties is the main character is just the best at everything yeah and he's not like he gets beaten up so much which is fitting following boba fett from the original trilogy but it, it's just Married. funny and it's in a character like that's more <laughs> interesting like people really love indiana jones and he's always getting punched oh, down yeah. but like what makes him a fun character is that he just keeps, he keeps getting up or, or he's just kind of enough luck that he happens mm -hmm. to survive these things mm -hmm. um, i grew up watching the original trilogy of star wars the ridge but tridge the ridge tridge oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> that's like saying natty 20 <laughs> gross <laughs> it is awful i hate it but i thought i would bring it and share it so now it's stuck in your head too <laughs> it's the only way to pass on the curse <laughs> Yeah, so I grew up watching the Ridge Tridge and the uh, the new Star Wars movies have been fine and, and whatever. Uh, like, I, I think I like Rogue One quite a bit, but uh, The Mandalorian has been great because it's it's basically no characters that I'm familiar with um, mm -hmm. from the original, so I'm not disappointed that they're not living up to my expectations. <laughs> uh, and then, the, like you said, the, the universe is so cool and grimy and, and used and mm -hmm. looks just interesting and they have so much diversity in their populations like you just never like obviously all the main characters are like human but that's just to make them relatable i suppose <laughs> but yeah it's just such a neat thing and it's totally a western and i never really thought that i would be into westerns but this one is just it's so funny it's got all of the tropes of a western but it's space mm -hmm. and i guess you're adding that up to we like comedy panel shows space cowboys <laughs> space and dungeons and dragons mm. so hey if you like this podcast <laughs> maybe you'll like all those things too mm -hmm. i don't know if there's any other like movies or tv shows that we've been enjoying quite a bit lately that we want to recommend but yeah, uh i could recommend just like learning or doing new things like recently or this year pretty much i've really got into watching birds which has been just a ton of fun and it's it's a new thing to do every time you're outside and out on a walk it's like this kind of like this game of i spy with yourself but it's also it's mainly through listening you know you're walking and what normally into most people i think is just like oh yeah there's birds around you're mm -hmm. you can focus on starting to pick out oh it's like oh there's that type of bird here they're like i've never heard that sound before um what kind of bird is that or you know that led me to a pretty cool bird where we saw a screech owl which is the first oh, time i've right. seen one because i I heard a bird that was making this weird sound and I was like, what's that? And then finally found it and it was a crow. And I was like, well, that's 
boring. Kind of boring, but like, why is it <laughs> making that weird sound? And then like hidden right in the tree and it blended so well in was the screech owl that just sat there. We were yeah. able to get pretty close to it and watch it. Yeah, but, so the crow was freaking out that the that the owl was close by, mm-hmm. and it was listening. So you've said before that um, bird watching is ninety percent audio, ten percent visual, or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Uh, and so you're you're really focusing your senses on um, what you can hear first, and then helping that like letting that guide you towards where the bird mm-hmm. might be. I've been enjoying that too this year a little mm-hmm. bit, and it's purely because you've shown an interest in it mm. like i've never really thought to pay attention to mm. birds beyond being like oh a robin it's springtime <laughs> yeah. but i can remember sitting out in the backyard with our son sometime this summer and there was a goldfinch just swooping around it and it had like a very distinct flying pattern mm-hmm. that i'd never noticed before where it would swoop and then as it was beating its wings it would do all of its singing or chirping then mm-hmm. and then it would swoop again and and wasn't making any sound. So it's just, it's so neat to kind of pay attention to those things. And then, you know, I, I like to think of when you start to pay attention to nature annually, like mm-hmm. all year round, you're going to start to notice that the goldfinches aren't back this year. Or uh, there used to be peregrine falcons in this area and they're not here right now. Is that because they've migrated or is that because the environment is no longer suitable for them because the climate is changing? Like Mm -hmm. I would love to develop such a deep attention for nature or a focused attention on, on nature to be able to identify when something is wrong. Even like right now we are in um, Ontario in November and it has been so unseasonably warm mm-hmm. it has been 25 degrees <laughs> yeah, Celsius in November when normally we have snow that's a bad thing this mm-hmm. is a problem and it's something that like you can start to recognize things that are out of the ordinary more than just the really obvious ones, like 25 degrees in winter <laughs> in a northern hemisphere country, to be able to identify that, oh, the the deer aren't back or this flower has um, sprung up quickly in a warm spell and then died because we got another frost and it wasn't supposed to frost mm-hmm. um, or it wasn't supposed to freeze again. Having that attention for nature is something that I think I'm really starting to value this year too yeah so i was wishing and i'll hopefully remember to start next spring but to keep track of when i first saw different animals and when the last time was Mm -hmm. Uh, because i've just seen a ton this year i think we've oh yeah the foxes in there lots of foxes i've got little turtles we've got like and we live in the city like we're mm -hmm. not we're not going out of our way to find these creatures but like will likes to say you find what you're looking for Mm -hmm. So if you're opening your eyes to these things, like there were raccoon babies, raccoon kits Mm -hmm. in the tree on our street. And that was such a neat experience to get up close and and see these raccoons that we never really would have seen before. They were Mm -hmm. kind of falling out of the tree. I don't know what was wrong. (laughs) Yeah, we're pretty sure that their parents got probably hit or trapped. Right. Then they were eventually trying to find food and climbing out of the nest and couldn't quite climb the tree. And it didn't want our baby formula. Mm Mm-hmm. We tried. But it was super, they were super neat, and hopefully they're still alive. Yeah. Also on bird watching, back to that. It's oh, just yeah. Also, the the fun I spy, again, of seeing a bird far away and going, okay, like, I can only see its silhouette, but based on the silhouette and the right. pattern that it's flying, like, being able to narrow down, like, oh, it's probably this. Well, what's the app that you got that... Um... Yeah, so I got the Merlin app, which is through the Cornell University, and it's great. It's a free app that has no ads you don't have to mm-hmm. do anything but you can just download birds for that that are in your area and then there's all like color photos there's um there's sounds that you can play to that are amazing yeah they're really good recordings like they confuse other birds when you're <laughs> yeah, playing I've, that outside I've, yeah played a, a few sounds to get birds to come closer but then they'll also you know say a little bit of facts about them and it can also do it has a really good system for identifying birds so you just go through a couple steps it's like it's approximately this size i saw it eating at a feeder or soaring through the sky it's it was you know through these three colors and then the location that you're at and it'll spit out a bunch of options that it might be so i found a couple birds and which has also been neat because there are birds that since noticing them this year and finding them through the merlin app 
I've seen a bunch of them. It's like, oh, I've mm-hmm. never noticed a kingbird before. And it's or... not a particularly amazing bird. Like it's black and white, which is fairly boring. But it's got a it's got a white underbelly and it's got a little white fringe on its tail. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen it before, but going through the cemetery once this summer, it's just like, oh, that's a new bird. I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. And it's around. I just didn't notice. And so that's one oh. of the things. It's just getting a better appreciation for nature. What about the northern? No, what's the flicker? Yeah, the northern flicker. So they are ridiculously <laughs> colorful ridiculous bird they're just like ridiculously colorful for canada like we don't have yeah. a whole lot of like varied colors uh mm-hmm. for birds and yeah. this is yeah like Again, a, so lot a of bird colors. that i hadn't noticed before it's like mom, a rainbow bird yeah my mom said that they were around a lot when we were a kid but i don't remember them but they just look like the spare parts of other birds that were put together. Like it's got like this <laughs> spotted belly. It's got a red cap. It's got, forget, maybe Blue a fringe on its tail. Yeah, it's and... so bizarre. It's in the woodpecker family. So it sounds like a woodpecker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just a really funny looking bird. And it was great. Like it was, there was one in the cemetery for a couple of weeks. And then it was gone. But going in there and I'd like, take our kid and we'd go walking. And then I'd be like, okay, I can hear it. Like it's, it's over that way. And so we'd like try and hunt it down through the cemetery. <laughs> and then like. One time I was going, oh, it's a, there's a flicker like around here somewhere. And then this bird shot out that was huge. Yeah. I was just like, what is that? And it was a pileated woodpecker. So similar family makes a similar noise, but the, so that's why I was confused, but it's this yeah. much bigger bird that sounds almost like a monkey and it's, it's huge. And it was so much fun to see. Yeah. So yeah, there's been so many birds that I've seen this year and there's eagles at the place that I work, which is really exciting to see. Yeah. Oh, and so cool. Red tailed hawks and. Even we were driving to your parents' house the other day and I was on the phone or something. Right. Um, and we were just like, oh, oh, there's a, <laughs> yeah. there's a hawk up on the, up on the wire. And it's just, you find what you're looking for um, so much more once you're like, hmm, maybe I'm going to pick up a bird book from a thrift shop and just start looking for things and being like, oh, I, I know that there are robins in my area, but what is this bird with black spots or mm-hmm. something like that? Oh, it's a european starling or is it a grackle <laughs> like they look so similar let's find out the merlin app does it have is it for the whole world yep, and you just select I'm your area pretty sure it's for the whole world yeah so anybody who's listening not in north america mm-hmm. you can still have access uh, to mm-hmm. this free app um it is pretty amazing and the the bird sounds are so incredible mm-hmm. uh it's kind of just fun to listen to those and i don't know mm-hmm. it throws off our kid he's just like well <laughs> bird <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. things are just yeah, trying to learn new things. Oh, yeah. What else have you... So you've learned a lot this year. This is an interview for you, actually. So we're just like, what well, have you learned this year? So juggling was one that I picked up. That was before COVID, maybe even two years of juggling. But a pretty fun skill that's honestly pretty easy to learn. Like, I, yeah. I think it's something that when you first pick it up, you try and just all the balls fall down immediately and you go, oh, this is impossible. Like, yeah. I, I can't do this, so this I'll stop. This is hard. I'll stop. But it's... <laughs> What I found with several things that I've tried to learn recently is yeah. just to to go at it for an hour. Just be like, this is just what I'm going to do. I'm just going to figure this out. And after an hour, you can start to get like a revolution, which is all three balls going in a full circle and coming back down. Yeah. And you can't necessarily keep that up, but you do it. And you're like, okay, that's that's the beginnings. And then so you just keep working and eventually you get better and better. And it's something that's just easy to have. There's lots of people have tennis balls or apples or Or like three things of any kind yeah yeah like now i can yeah juggle anything you give me i can juggle hammers and i can juggle (laughs) whatever Um, and it's also (laughs) it's also a skill that's very easy to step up whenever you want yeah there's a bajillion different kinds of patterns Mm -hmm. which i didn't really know about before learning i thought it was just like yeah you throw them in a circle and that's it but there's so many different variations that as soon as you get the it's called the three ball cascade is the first one that you'll probably learn there's the reverse cascade and then there's you know the there's columns and there's tennis Tennis, and a whole bunch of different kinds (laughs) or if if you somehow master all the three ball techniques you just add another ball and then it's a whole new ball game yeah (laughs) so it's it's super fun and and yeah it's kind of funny you can just pick it up and do it and And it's neat how many times have you been juggling at your work you work at a private school and the number of times that somebody has come up and been like oh 
I can juggle. And they like start showing you mm-hmm. their their different moves that they know how to do. And you've had that a couple of times uh, recently with unicycling, mm-hmm. which is your other skill that you yeah. learn this Another like, unicycling month. thing. Which when was... did you learn that? September. The September long weekend, you learned how to unicycle. Yeah, so I've been unicycling for two months. Two months. But I can <laughs> juggle a little bit while unicycling and I can go downhills and I can go uphills and I can do sharp turns and I can do lots of stuff. And so what you're learning, though, is that when you want to try something it's it's that like stick at it for an hour at least Mm -hmm. before deciding whether or not to give it up just to see if that's something that you can learn and honestly that could be with anything because you were like hmm i wonder what else i can learn really quickly and you looked (laughs) up a youtube video for how to do the whistle with your fingers in your mouth yeah i wanted to learn a covid friendly thing which was sticking my fingers in my mouth (laughs) and so i learned how to whistle and it's something that i've always wanted to learn but i'd never read or watched a video of how to so i just thought it was like oh you just stick your fingers in your mouth and blow and something's supposed to happen but no you figured out that you make the little a shape with your fingers and like we'll put a link to the video that you used or something (laughs) but show show us Uh, yeah how loud it is is it loud i don't think it's loud (laughs) so that wasn't a terribly good one It's it's really easy and it's plug ears. Yeah, I should have said that before. <laughs> Sorry, everybody wearing headphones. But it's a, it's very easy to learn and it's something that everybody's face when they first get it is the same face that oh, they're just, just like shock and joy. Yeah, it seems like some magical thing that's like everybody knows the person that when you need to get everybody's attention, this person can whistle loud. Yeah, but you don't know how to and you wish you could. And so just pick stuff up like and yeah there's a, a youtube channel uh by mike boyd i think is his name he's from scotland or something like sure, that yeah. but he just tries to learn new things and there's tons of different stuff on there like juggling and unicycling is one of them but he's tried to learn how to pick locks he's tried to learn how to i think one of the recent videos he did was how to pass the harvard exam like, <laughs> exam or something like he, he just tries to learn something new yeah and so he's got and he actually put out a video recently of like five things to learn while you're in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that for a lot, a lot of people, lockdown has been a stressful time. And honestly, like, why not? Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> There's no pressure to learn something um, brand new or like, oh, I had six months of lockdown. Like I should have, I should have done so much more. There's no pressure to have done that. But if you're looking for things to do and just like neat little party tricks is basically what will has picked up this year (laughs) they're a lot of fun and it's so satisfying to just kind of watch a couple youtube videos what does your sister call it youtube university or something and it's just a like a nice way to spend your brain time not mindlessly scrolling through instagram or watching like hours and hours of tv on netflix that just like it automatically starts playing the next video Mm -hmm. or something it's it's really nice to be able to pick up little skills to like the projects that i've been working on that are not like sticking my fingers in my mouth (laughs) it's uh it's been nice i've started trying to quilt again i know i have uh basically cut the pieces but i haven't got much farther than that because obviously I don't have much room to spread out when there's a toddler around. Having creative pursuits is possibly the the kind of conclusion to come to and they don't have to be together even though we're talking about couple time. Having those creative things that are uh, as much as possible outside of screen time is so satisfying at the end of the day because you feel like you have something physical in front of you that you've accomplished even if it's like um, I'm excited about this other thing that I've started, which is uh, I've joined the cookbook club at our library. It's completely online. Uh, they're going to send out a recipe from one of the cookbooks that they offer. And everybody in the cookbook club is going to cook it at home, take pictures, document their experience, and then have a Zoom meeting chatting about like what they experienced and if they liked the recipe and if they want to do something different next time or like they didn't have all the ingredients so they swapped something else in and, and that was good. That's Will yawning over there. Um, but the whole idea of trying something new and following something creative is a really satisfying thing and uh, could bring a little bit of joy if you're going into a second wave of COVID right now. <laughs> I found this stuff too has been a pretty fun icebreaker. Like at, at school where I work, there's been lots of people again that know how to juggle but then i've met a bunch of people that know how to unicycle yeah because you're just biking around campus just do loops around campus (laughs) and and see what steep hills i can go down without 
dying. But like one of the guys that I was talking to was just he was asking me about it, so I asked him if he could unicycle. And he's like, Yeah, I can go up and down stairs. I can like get on without even using my hands. Like he, <laughs> it's he's like, really good it's apparently. It's like magic. I don't understand how that works. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's something that probably not a lot of people broadcast, let's say. Like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, like and I, I <laughs> I know unicycling looks absolutely ridiculous. Like it's a goofy looking skill and juggling sort of silly as well. And all the, all the very funny jokes of, am I going to join the circus every time? It's, it's yeah, still funny really after a thousand funny. times. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so people don't advertise it as much for when they see somebody unicycling, they're like, oh, let me get on there because I can do it too. Yeah. And juggling. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. That's such a nice way to connect with people while, like outside, right? Like we're talking about lockdown activities like you have gone just up and down our street so many times and Mm -hmm. the neighbors will be out on their porches and we'll just get to connect uh with people Mm -hmm. and get to know each other and they make circus jokes but like it's always it's always so nice to see people out on the street especially like now that the weather should be getting colder we're seeing less and less of our neighbors and i'm just i'm worried about going into either a second wave of covid or even just the regular winter mm-hmm. blues and doldrums <laughs> of <laughs> just a regular year um gotta get winter tires on my unicycle oh my gosh please do like chains on your <laughs> unicycle but yeah this this concern that we're gonna lose touch with people and it's already hard because of um covid and then also it's going to be winter here uh in the northern hemisphere and it's gonna be just cold and gray and it's dark so early so another fun thing that we've been doing sometimes it's fun sometimes it's frustrating um we take our kid for walks and he gets to have the flashlight um he's two so it's like it's hit or miss but we uh, flashlight hits or misses us when he talks about us that's what we mean so having having that solution it was like oh we're not gonna go outside anymore because it's dark and cold but we just got a flashlight for him and now we now we can go on more walks and that kind of expands our day pretty well so anyway so that's another kind of neat option mm-hmm. for uh together time and just making sure that we're still spending lots of time outside distance from other people but still like catching up with our neighbors seeing how they're doing and hard thing like a, there's a, like a lot of europe and australia they're still in big lockdowns and the states is still wacky but in this part of canada and this part of ontario things are okay right now things are still open uh but uh i imagine that they may not be for much mm-hmm. longer yeah. uh so anyway kind of like mentally preparing ourselves if you don't hear from us send help <laughs> <laughs> send cookies or something uh-huh. we're yeah i just want to like uh remind people to kind of lay a foundation of of getting everybody's number on your street or like uh, reconnecting with people now to try and have a game plan for if it's going to get like dark and lonely in the winter you should learn how to juggle or you should learn how to like play a a new game like maybe you've always wanted to try Dungeons and Dragons or something that you're just like well I can't play with friends right now there are so many platforms for playing online so it was Roll20 and Discord is the other one that we we use for D&D talking (laughs) yeah it's good for regular chats and you can do video calls and stuff if you're interested enough and that's the other thing with all of the uh, things that Will has picked up I've tried juggling. I've tried going on the unicycle once. I've even tried slacklining that you did. And those things just do not hold my interest <laughs> enough to even talk about them for the length of a podcast, let alone like keep them up. So Well that's... juggling was invented by <laughs> Sir Juggles McCoy. Oh, here he goes. <laughs> Um, With my great great grandfather. <laughs> so the things that you're interested in, you will be willing to pursue. Is I guess where where I was going with that. Yeah, yeah, um, I can like be you're pretty focused on what I want to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like if I'm really really interested in figuring out how to make this thing, then I, I'll make it. But uh, yeah, you just have to like find something that you have any sort of interest in and try and. Work away at that. If you're needing some motivation, a creative outlet that is not TV is an excellent one to keep you out of the doldrums and to kind of keep you going through a long winter, mm-hmm. which is what we have coming ahead of us in Canada. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's kind of all that I wanted to cover today, other than it's nice to spend some quality time together, even though sometimes it's, for a lot of people, it might be forced quality time right mm-hmm. now, and I can imagine that that would be stressful. Uh, we're lucky to still have other like things in our day like being able to go to our separate jobs and stuff and have our kid go to daycare and then we all come back together and we're good for the most part (laughs) (laughs) having those couple activities and having those creative pursuits are are really really good (laughs) we talked for far longer than 10 minutes Mm -hmm. this was supposed to be a short episode Mm -hmm. but it will probably be a full episode that's what i'm here for and we are far less awkward than we used to be Probably. What? Keep being awkward. <laughs> nice. Thanks for having me on. Bye, everybody. Thanks again for listening, everyone. If you want to hear more episodes with Will, you can check out those early days on the podcast. I recommend anything between episodes 1 and 12. And then there's another one later on when we had a baby. And, oh, gosh, that one was rough. He's in those early episodes if you want to hear more from him and our banter. Um, Otherwise, I recommend just getting outside this week and uh, enjoying some fresh air, whether that's uh, the cool fall air or the weird, unseasonably warm weather here in Ontario or if you're just approaching springtime get outside oh my goodness and enjoy that down in Australia or wherever you guys are if you'd like to support the podcast you can leave a rating or review over on Apple Podcasts all of those mean so much to me and they really help the podcast to be seen by those who are looking for this kind of content you can also buy me a virtual cup of coffee over at coffee.com slash Elspeth Callahan that's spelled K-O hyphen F-I that really helps too it just keeps the lights on really or the batteries charged over here and the website that I have to pay for the domain that sort of thing honestly I also recommend supporting bigger operations as far as podcasts go like uh, Green Dreamer podcast that is such an inspiration and a source of enjoyment for me so in order to keep that show going they really rely on community donations and community support so please uh, do consider uh, supporting Green Dreamer podcast and as well Polly Barks is such an inspiration for me as well she's accepting monetary support in payment for the work that she's doing and the content that she's offering which is all free um, but you can support her on her patreon and uh, i can put a link to that in the show notes as well thank you again for listening this has been a fun chat with will and i and this whole intro outro thing has been a bit more on the fly which it isn't normally but who's got time to sit and write a whole script and edit all that i don't know so remember get outside enjoy the sunshine and oh if you want to send an email to the show you can send that to practically zero waste at gmail.com. Have a great week, everyone, and talk to you soon.